Hey guys, welcome back to Blunder Years. I believe this is episode 74. I've been doing a couple self-guided tours through life and whatnot in the last couple episodes. But yesterday, I did actually interview this dude, Jim Monroe, who was a longtime television executive. And now he kind of does like management guru stuff, right? Um, I'm going to post that tomorrow, I think. But in the course of that, we talked about this article I once wrote called New People Features versus New Product Features. And we're going to get into that quickly in this episode. Um, I actually wrote this on April 7th, 2017 initially. So just for some context, um, my ex and I got divorced in early March of 2017. Then awkwardly, we kind of like lived together for the majority of that month um, because she was looking for another place and trying to move out. I went to Tucson at the end of March 2017 to stay with my friend to let her move out. Um, Sadly, because I kind of thought like if I was in Texas as she was moving out, I'd probably just like drink all day and I didn't want to do that. So I went to Tucson and also drank more than I should have. That was a weird trip that is for another episode where I kind of like strained uh, my friendship with the guy who had been the best man in my wedding, but I'll get to that at another time. So I had been back when I wrote this post initially, I had been back about five days and my ex and I had moved in together in October, 2010 and this was April 2017. So this is the first time in about six and a half, six and three quarters years that I had been living by myself. And I wrote this on day five of it. You can probably see some of that in what we're going to talk about. Okay. The basic principle is that Most guys that come to run companies, which is still predominantly men, although that's getting better, they love to talk about new product features. That's the world to them. You see, in any business, there's usually three major P's. Um, I'm not going to hit you with a bunch of marketing bullshit, but the P's I mean are products, which is what you make or sell, processes, which is how you do that, and then people, which is who works on all that stuff. The whole discussion about automation, which is people are still burying their heads in the sand about, that occurs right at this three-way intersection. See, people, the third P, they're emotionally complex. Managers typically don't like that. They want to hit targets up the chain to get more recognition for themselves, not manage down the chain to what they perceive as some needy millennial. Now, processes, the second P, People also screw that up, usually by overcomplicating them in an effort to gain relevance. The end goal is product because product, the first P, is the most directly tied to revenue. So see, robots or bots, chatbots, whatever, can be better at processes and replace the sniveling idiot people who also command salaries. Oh, God. And everyone at the top wins. Companies are almost 100% designed to let people at the top win, so you see why automation is going to get to scale faster than we think. All right, now here's a slightly different twist on the new product features culture. People go through a lot of stuff in their life, good and bad. Here's a partial list. Marriage, 
having children, new home, birthdays, anniversaries, work anniversaries, death of parents. Hopefully this never happens, but death of children, divorce, etc. See, every single one of these things is going to impact that person's connection back to work. There's no way you're the same person the Tuesday after your mom passes away as you were before. If you get a bigger house, probably means you have a bigger mortgage. In turn, you could potentially be a bigger slave in some ways to where you work. Children is obviously a whole thing. All these I would call new people features. They're micro and macro level changes in your staff. People call 10 million meetings and bring in consultants on new product features. What do we do around new people features? Oftentimes, that's standard bullshit, like gift cards, a note, an email from someone in HR who ironically tried to fire you six months ago and is now somehow wishing you well, $100 cash payouts, bonuses, days off, etc. These are the things that pass as employee recognition or acknowledgement of these new people features in most companies. It's almost like, Hey, Fred, it's good you've worked here for 17 years with three raises. I also saw you recently got divorced. As a show of sympathy around both, here's a Starbucks gift card for $50. Now, do you see how Fred might feel disrespected in that context? Like maybe he made the wrong choice of both wife and employer. So what could be done better? Now, there are ways to do employee recognition better, yes. I've blogged about a couple of them. Additionally, there are almost completely free ways to do quote-unquote employee engagement, such as like just giving people the chance to weigh in on ideas or propose new ideas in a way that it doesn't go into some huge black box vacuum. The problem is that most times a company tries to do either employee recognition or employee engagement or something in there as some force-fed consultant bullshit or they buy a new platform. It works for maybe 90 days and then no one acknowledges it ever again. Managers go back to bellowing about how every low priority project is urgent and everyone is stressed in hell. Stressed as hell, I apologize. Rinse and repeat. Here is my approach. Rather than buying programs to fix people issues, do two things. One is care about people. Two is give them relevant stuff to work on. The reason we even have a need for employee engagement or employee experience or employee recognition or whatever is simple. It's because most job roles suck and they probably don't need to exist. David Graeber, who passed away this year, he was kind of the godfather of this whole movement with bullshit jobs. Someone gets the role, starts it, hopes to be relevant, wants to get some degree of self-worth from work. And no one could care less that he or she is even sitting in this office. That's honestly been probably eight to nine different jobs I've had. I'm six foot seven and weigh over 320 pounds. I'm a big dude. You know how awkward it feels to be completely ignored in a job? It's pretty awkward. Now, some of that's on me. I could have done better and pushed for more in a lot of different jobs I've had. But a lot of it is on how we design jobs, how we bring people into them, and then how we treat them when they're there. A job isn't a vacuum. The other stuff in your life will affect how you work. 
asking about someone's divorce or new kid or new home, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be best friends with them, which is a big managerial fear. It just means that you're taking a couple micro moments to invest in something beyond KPIs, processes, and deliverables. So rather than talking constantly about our new product features and launches, how about we discuss some of these new people features and how we'll acknowledge those. If you found any of these ideas relevant or whatever and you want to connect with me, I'd, I'd welcome it. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm pretty easy to find. Ted Bauer. On Twitter, I'm at Ted Bauer 2003. That's at T-E-D-B-A-U-E-R 2003. My uh, Gmail is the same. It's uh, tedbauer2003 at gmail.com. So just holler at me at some point about whatever. Uh, I just love to know that people are out there trying to think about work and life and relationships differently. And tomorrow I will actually go back to posting interviews between me and other human beings. In the meantime, have a good hump day or whenever you're listening to this. And I will be back with you soon. Thank you.